Welcome to the Love with Intelligence podcast. I'm Lily Walford. And I'm Jonan Ross. And together we're international relationship and dating coaches with a twist. We use CIA level intelligence to support busy professionals like you to achieve their goal of undeniable love that lasts, making our approach the most effective in the industry. In this series, we'll be discussing all things relationships and dating with a his and hers point of view. Let's dive in. Hello. So we've got our first ever episode of 2021 and we're bringing something really special to you today. Yeah. Today we want to share with you how you can optimize your chances of finding real love in 2021. Yeah, because 2020, I mean, let's face it. Yeah. (laughs) Dumpster fire. When you think about it, it's like, you know, dating's hard enough with um, the dating apps and all this superficial bullshit that's out there. And then on top of it, you've got things like the lockdown, you've got COVID-19. And I think it's really made people question like, okay, how can I find real love? How can I find love if it means I just have to date through Zoom and video? calls and things like that yeah there's been a real need to revolutionize the way that people connect the way that people date and get to know each other you get some very easy ways to tell if someone's a good candidate versus not say if they're trying to pressure you into meeting up even though it's not covid safe and all that but it's still very much in the unknown so we wanted to demystify some steps that you can take and some strategies you can adopt to help you get the best possible chance of finding what you really want during this coming year. Yeah, and the the main parts that we want to go to or go through is our exclusive process that we actually take our own clients through. And the first part of this is called the intelligent approach. And this is how people can start to begin to understand how to meet the right one, whether they choose online dating or organic dating or whatever works for them. But it really starts at that core identity level. Because, you know, you want someone who actually loves you for you, not what you can do, not what you look like, you know, not what you say or how you dress and all those different things. You want someone who's actually able to love you for who you are. And there's so many approaches in the dating and relationship industry that are all about masking that. They're all about creating these these scripts or these 10 top tips of things you can say or what to do to drive him wild or or, or, all these things, how to get your ex back. Oh, God, I think my favorite one. I I actually read this article, like, say these 10 things to make him fall in love with you. Yeah. And I think the sad thing is it actually gets people to believe that their identity of who they are isn't enough. You know, they they have to push forward this persona or say these things. And I think what happens as well is if someone doesn't get the person they want through those techniques, instead of saying, well, I'm not good enough, they can blame the techniques. Yeah, it does. It lets you off the hook. Yeah. To a degree. But at the same time, it's frustrating and it's treating love, it's treating relationships as a game. In the pickup artist industry, there's the... I guess you'd call it a a classic by now. It's it's 
getting on, but The Game by Neil Strauss, the book that exposed the whole pickup artist community. So those who don't know what the pickup artist industry is, it's around um, uh, men picking up women and um, basically manipulating them into bed in the same evening, <laughs> effectively. <laughs> yeah, if they're, if they're good at it. Helping guys get laid. Basically, and, you know, Lord knows... There are a lot of hopeless guys out there who, who need <laughs> to learn social skills. So it, it evolved as an industry out of a need, right? But but then it what's the word? Mutated into something that uh, that became you know that it's got toxic sides. And a lot of uh, where people go wrong is that they're leaning on these scripts, these routines. And for guys, it's literal scripts and routines and canned openers and these these formulaic strategies. That's very common, but it's not limited to advice for men. The dating advice for women as well is is very formulaic. It's things like texting scripts or these mm. messages to grab his interest. And okay, the intention behind it is probably good, but it's just not building upon what you really want a relationship to be about, which is who you really are and expressing that in a way that actually connects with the right person for you. Yeah, because I think there's something really empower, empowering, you know, being with someone, being seen for who you are. I mean, the amount of people I've spoken to said, oh, I've been in a relationship in the past, but I don't think they know who I am at that core level. And I think it's because like, we're talking about these mind games and the things that we feel that we have to do in order to get someone to love us for who we are. And I love the analogy that you came up with of almost like having you know, two puppets almost, or mm. two actors trying to build this genuine connection when they're both false themselves. It doesn't work. So the first part I want to talk about is, you know, we're not here to change who you are, but we are here to change your mindset. And you're probably thinking like, okay, what on earth do I mean by that? Well, I, what I mean is if I grabbed your perfect partner right now and I put them right in front of you, you probably turn around to me and say, oh my gosh, I wouldn't know what on earth to do with them. You know, there's there's all these un, you know subconscious beliefs that work at a level where we're doing these behaviors like self-sabotaging or pushing love away without even realizing based on our subconscious belief system. So if you've got a thing of like, well, you know, my parents, they were divorced. So I know that I'm going to probably end up divorced as well. It's a genetic thing. <laughs> and you almost bring in your parents' issues into what your love life now. I mean, that's just an example. But this is the kind of layers that kind of happen within our belief systems that can cause issues in actually having a healthy relationship to begin with. Yeah. So in practical terms, a very this is something that we take huge deep dives into. We could mm. talk about this for hours. But in a very simple exercise you can do just in your head right now is looking back over your life, over previous relationships, and also over the relationships that you've seen around you during those formative years and see if there are any patterns, any repeat occurrences, any repeating themes across those different relationships. What we tend to do is that we look at the past and we project forward that the future is going to be similar to the past. That's why people live very repetitive lives sometimes. I know you've met someone or you know someone 
who they've had the same relationship again and again, five different times, just with different people. But it's taken the same path, it's had the same ending and outcome. So you want to notice the patterns that have been running in the past, so that then, as you go into the future, when you're aware of these, you'll have more of a chance of stopping things before it goes in a direction you don't want it to go. Yeah, exactly. And I think there's another another element here as well around, do you feel that you can be loved for who you are as a person? You know, if you were in a situation where you had nothing to give um, or, you know, nothing to say to that person for them to make you, you know, to make them fall in love with you, you know, are you at your core essence enough? And I think this is the bit, this is the bit where it feels vulnerable. This is the bit where it feels scary and it's meant to. Because the truth is when you meet the right one and someone can see you at that level, Yes, there's a huge vulnerability to it. But also, when you're accepted for who you are, when you've been seen as that core essence of yourself, and vice versa, when that when you see that person for who they are and their vulnerable self, and you're both accepted, I mean, that's like such an amazing foundation. It's such an empowering element. And that's what, some, that's what kind of brings us on to this trust element. It's like being seen and being heard without judgment, without feeling that you're going to be prosecuted in any way. <laughs> it's being loved for who you are. But this is when we sort of go a little bit into the, the trust flywheel. Now, this is another element that we talk about because there's one thing around, you know, being able to meet the right person and being able to, you know, go on a date with that person. But there's another hurdle to overcome. And it's that relationship transitioning from dating to something serious and more long term. And the big major element of this is trust. Because you can't build anything without trust. Yeah, there's a common occurrence that happens, usually around this point. So the initial phase of the relationship, it's it's gone on for a little while. And the question in it, in your mind is, okay, are we taking this to the next level? This is the point at which these little tests often get thrown out. And even uh, in the, the dating community, they have a name for it. They call it shit tests, which is where, <laughs> where generally speaking, a woman will throw challenges at the guy, do things like, um, you know, whether it's not being ready or cancelling a date. Will he still be there for me if, if I cancel or if I'm late? Or or being, you know, starting an argument about someone who he didn't even see, but apparently they <laughs> flirted with or some, some made-up situation that can create conflict. And it's these these things where it's a test to see, really, is this guy going to stick around? Can he deal with problems? Can he deal with things throwing him off balance. If I throw an, a difficult question or if I throw something at him, will he be able to deal with that? And what it's doing is looking for security. It's looking for that trust, for, for the evidence that the person is trustworthy. And this is, I think ubiquitous is the word, it's all over the world, it's across generations. It's incredibly common. Now, some people will say, well, you don't want to do that. You should just stop it entirely. But the reason it's come to, to exist in society 
is because you need a way to find out if someone's trustworthy. The problem with this approach is that it's, it creates conflict and it's treating things like a mind game. It's not based on authentic communication, it's based on this kind of game of chess approach. And often it gets misinterpreted. And so you can have a perfectly great connection that then gets shot down in flames because of one of these tests going wrong. So we want a better way than that. Yeah, so so with women, there's this like biological element of going, well, okay, are you an alpha male? Are you going to be able to provide and protect me and all these different elements? And this is exactly what this test does. But like Joanne said, it it just it can break the relationship before it even starts. So then you're left with this other problem of like, okay, how can I build this trust? How can I understand if this person's the right person for me to be with? Because I'm sure you've been in that situation where you're like, well, okay, they're great, but I don't know if I can see a future with them. So it's like, okay, how can we find the most accurate and effective way for you to see if this person's right? And this is where we go into the behavioral profiling and the psychology element. Because when you understand someone at that sort of crazy level of psychology, I mean, we actually use CIA uh, CIA level um, intelligence in order to profile someone because it's the most effective, it's the most um, accurate. And it can help you understand who someone is, if they're compatible. And then with the trust element, you can see if someone's telling the truth, you know, more effective than a lie detector machine which is insane. But what it does is it builds that trust. When you can see someone being honest and real and truthful through their body language again and again and again, this is what creates the flywheel. You know, you see the trust, you can see that you trust that person again and again and again, it builds all that trust up. And it builds this you know, powerful foundation early on in the relationship when you can see it. And, uh, you know, even within our own relationship, you know, Ma, I, <laughs> I learned around behavioral profiling, I think about a few weeks before we actually got together. And for me to see someone actually turn around and said that, you know, they liked me and, you know, they loved me and, and things like that, it was like, wow, okay. And their body language and everything that they're saying is, is it's got integrity to it. It's real. And it doesn't, it stops, it, I think one thing that's beautiful around that is that it gets you to enjoy it in the moment. And I know like a lot of women and maybe a few men as well have been in that situation where it's like, well, do they really? Well, we'll see how this week goes. And there's almost like this, this fear element of like, well, are they lying? Are they being truthful? Well, they don't know me yet. They don't see me yet. <laughs> wait until they see the real me and then we'll see how we go <laughs> and it causes this this fear-based response which holds people at arm's length now the other thing around the body language because some people are like well can people fake body language can people deceive you anyway um short answer is no and the reason is, is because your body language is being communicated automatically um, without you even realizing. For example, you're not even focusing on your big toe right now until I mentioned it. 
So that big toe could have been doing all sorts but, you know, whilst listening to this, um, this podcast. But this is the level of like your body communicating at that subconscious basis and that you can read and understand at that deeper level. And it does create a deeper connection. Yeah, during this entire podcast, you haven't given any thought to how fast you've been blinking as you've been listening. Yeah, that's one of the indicators that we look for that has a strong, powerful meaning that you can you can see behind and know what that means about a person's state of mind. So it's all controlled subconsciously, which means, like Lily said, you can be more present. You can be more in this moment with the person rather than being in your head and worrying about the future, which enables you to build that the momentum and enables the trust to accelerate from being just in that moment to then building out forwards through time as you get more and more evidence that the relationship's worthwhile, that the person's trustworthy, that you can work through and overcome challenges together. You build up this like database of information, of evidence that this is the right place to be. Mm. I think it, <laughs> you've been watching uh, Bridget Jones recently. Part of my education. <laughs> and uh, there's, I think it's in the first one, and um, it's when Mark Darcy and I can't remember the other guy's name now. Hugh Grant. Oh, you no, what did he play? Robert. Robert Cleaver. Daniel. Daniel, Daniel Cleaver. <laughs> Oh, you weren't paying attention. I am impressed. I was trying. <laughs> this one, you know, Mark Darcy and Daniel had had this massive fight and uh, Daniel turns around and says, you know, Bridge, you're, you're just like me and, you know, we should just get together because, you know, I can't make it with anyone else and all this malarkey. And Bridget looks at him and turns around and says, I can't gamble my life on that crappy proposal, basically. I can't remember the word for word. Mm. <laughs> it's like, I can't gamble my life on that. And I think this is the thing. You know, dating has become a mind game and, you know, this gambling thing. And we want to take that risk away from you. You know, we don't want you to be in that place where you're thinking, well, I've managed to build my life up to this place now. There's a good chance that if I end up in the wrong relationship, I could lose a lot of this. I could lose my emotional stability. I could lose, um, a, you know, a promotion at work due to a breakup or all these different elements. And I think when we're building trust within the right relationship, it's only then that you can really understand the importance of it. Because it's not just about building trust within that moment. It's building trust for the, for the future. It's building up that stability. But yeah, so we're going to wrap up. But thank you so much for listening. And if you want to learn more, definitely check out our website. And um, on our website, we've also got a free love strategy blueprint. And the nice thing is you get to chat to us. <laughs> and we get to go through how to find your ideal partner. Um, and it's all personalized to you. So you'll find the link, you'll book a time that suits you, and then you'll get taken to an assessment page where we'll get to learn more about you way before the call 
Uh, and then the more information we get on that assessment, the more information we have to support and help you find love within 2021. So we hope you've enjoyed listening. Take care and goodbye for now.